The Holy Gospel for this day is from Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 36. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I don't know how many of you are gardeners, but I am certain that all of us can appreciate the beautiful growth happening this spring. Flowering cherry trees look like big puffballs of cotton candy. Bright yellow daffodils stand up straight and soak in the sunlight. Tulip trees look like flowers on steroids. And gardeners everywhere are preparing their soil, opening their packets of seeds, zucchini, pumpkin, beets, beans, radish, onions, carrots, peas, maybe even sunflowers. We planted sunflower seeds last year for the first time, and I was amazed at how small they were. So much potential was packed into the little seeds. We took each seed, pushed it into the cold, moist soil, and it disappeared from view. All we could see was the dirt on top. Just a few weeks later, that little sunflower seed had sprouted and grew into a flower that would grow and grow and grow until it was eight feet tall. I thought we had a Jack and the Beanstalk story going. Well, today we have a story about Jesus planting seeds of ministry in his own disciples. It appeared to the disciples that ministry was over. Jesus was crucified. He was gone. It was winter time. A time of no faith, no growth, nothing happening. The vision, the ministry, the proclamation of good news was over now. Jesus had died, and so had the movement. Jesus, however, is the master gardener. And he prepares his disciples to begin a ministry that would grow and grow and grow into a worldwide and most marvelous movement. 
He did so by showing his wounds to his disciples. Here, he said, look at my hands, look at my side. It is I, I am alive, and I will be with you, and I will go with you as you grow this movement. I will give you the strength you need. I will plant God's Holy Spirit in you. I will send you to proclaim the good news, and you will preach a message of repentance and forgiveness to all the nations. Repentance and forgiveness. These were the little seeds that would sprout and grow and change the world. It makes me think of that little sunflower seed being pushed down into the soil, a seed with so much potential. The disciples received the message of Jesus. They received his spirit. And in a matter of weeks, they began to grow and proclaim the gospel again, starting a movement that would encompass the world and would touch us 2,000 years later. So indeed, here we are, 2,000 years later. When some people might say that this is a winter time of the Christian movement, a time of nothing happening. We've experienced a pandemic where we've been locked down into our upper rooms like the disciples. Recently, we've read in the newspaper how for the first time in history of this country, less than 50% of our population belongs to a church. We see how the Christian message gets co-opted by political ideology, and many, many people today think of Christians as intolerant and anti-science and judgmental and even racist. It almost makes a person want to give up. It makes one feel like an upper-room disciple, discouraged and hopeless. Well, today we read not only of Jesus planting the seeds of ministry with his disciples, he plants those seeds of ministry now in us, in our church. We are the disciples today. And even though we may be experiencing a kind of winter, Jesus speaks to us the same message. Go, Holy Spirit Lutheran Church, preach the message of repentance and forgiveness for all the nations. Already, we see our ministry beginning to grow out of this pandemic winter. At this very moment, you're watching a worship service online. We are using creative ways to leverage technology and find people in all parts of our country and world. We are reaching out beyond our geographic area. Out of this pandemic of winter. We are growing in new ways to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. And I know that in the future, we will continue to use technology creatively. Our educational ministries are zooming into the future. Sunday school, confirmation, adult education. They've all found ways to reach out during this pandemic time. And these ministries are actually growing there will be creative ways we do this in the future. The anti-racism group at our church began this winter. That group meets weekly now, and most recently they have organized a demonstration on the street corner near our church. Fifty people from our congregation stood with signs that opposed racism. 
and called for justice and equality and peace in our world. Our Social Justice Committee has recently established a housing fund in the memory of our beloved Peach Nebley to help people who are near homeless. Our church has received from you financial gifts over this past year that have kept all of our bills paid and even given us a cushion as we prepare to move into the future. Our call committee right now is working to bring us a new pastor to serve this congregation and this community. And there is so much more. It's like a field of sunflowers growing in ministry at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church. The pandemic may seem like a spiritual winter, but there is growth everywhere. The ministry of Holy Spirit Lutheran Church really is about to blossom into something beautiful and vibrant and surprising. And I invite you to be part of it. And I suppose that's the final point in this sermon, for you to be part of it. Jesus meets his first disciple, plants the seeds of ministry. Jesus meets the disciples called Holy Spirit Lutheran Church and inspires our congregation to growth. Jesus also meets you and me today. You may be by yourself watching this. You may be with other people. Maybe you're lonely or bored. Maybe anxious or apathetic. Maybe angry or guilty or insecure, or filled with stress. Maybe you feel lack of purpose or direction or meaning in your life. Maybe you would like to change your life, but you just feel stuck, and it's a kind of winter time for you. Jesus' message to all of us, you and me and all of us listening, is that we are like those little sunflower seeds, filled with potential, ready to grow, to change ourselves, and to change the world. How would you describe your very best self? What would your life look like? What would be your personality? How will you be different as you grow into the person God made you to be? You know, when Jesus talked about repentance, he talked about complete change, transformation of who we were into who we are becoming. The Apostle Paul talked about it in the letter to the Romans when he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. He was talking about repentance, change, becoming different, growing. Who are you growing to become? What is your transformation? As we begin coming out of this pandemic, it's a perfect, perfect time, I think, to ask these kind of questions. And it's a good time for us to remember the other half of Jesus' proclamation. Not only did Jesus invite us to repentance, to change, Jesus also offers forgiveness. There is nothing in our past that is too much to prevent our transformation. There is nothing in your past which can prevent you from fully becoming the person God made you to be. And there is nothing in all the world that can keep us from knowing God's loving embrace. We are forgiven. The winter is over. The time for growth and change and transformation now begins. So soon, soon, we become God's people, God's community, God's world, and it will be beautiful and it will be good. 
Our lives are now oriented to that positive future, and no negative past can hinder it. Easter is the most optimistic season in the church year, and it's perfectly matched with the springtime in our natural world. Although there is no evidence presently of our sunflower seeds planted this year that they are becoming something beautiful and good, I know they will. Jesus knows and is confident that we, you, me, the church, the world, will become a community of joy and faith and confidence and purpose. That is your destiny. That is my destiny. I am confident, Jesus is confident, that the church will grow and prosper and be like a field of beautiful sunflowers. Jesus is confident that all things are working for good, as Paul again says in the letter to the Romans, and that the world, this world of ours, will know justice and peace, kindness and compassion between all God's people. Such is our future. We trust it, and we grow into it. Amen.